Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Just a fire hose of news today. Thank you for yes. uh, sticking with us. Paul and Jordana and DJ and what's happening in Ukraine. Last night, while many of us were sleeping, uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. And it it's complicated. Ukraine was a part of the old Soviet Union when the old Soviet Union fell apart back in 91. Ukraine went its own way, and they had democracy in mind. They've elected five presidents democratically, representative government, all those things that Russia is not. Ukraine may be drifting into NATO's orbit, and perhaps Vladimir Putin had enough and decided this was the time to go, sensing that maybe... uh, NATO and the United States would not become directly involved in combat. With us is Pamela Falk, and she is the uh, foreign affairs analyst for CBS. She was up till 2 a.m. covering the United Nations and that otherworldly exchange between um, Ukraine and the Russian ambassador. It, It was amazing to see. Pamela, thank you for making time for us today. Absolutely, Paul and Jordana. It was totally amazing because we went in and uh, it was a 9.30 called meeting and there was a a sense of having the meeting for it's so late because something was going to happen Mm -hmm. or maybe happen, but there still was this hope. It's the U.N., it's diplomats. And so uh, U.S. and U.K. were all saying, Putin, you know, go back, don't do anything more. Let's uh, because he had recognized two provinces as independent as which are part of Ukraine. And in the middle of the meeting, everybody's phone started exploding. That's how we all get news these days. And right, so right. and and I uh, the you could just see it on their faces. I mean, just somber, somber and I I think the I mean from my listening because I interviewed him two weeks ago the Ukraine ambassador looked his voice was cracking I mean and he immediately held up his phone and said to the Russian you're doing this why how can you keep saying you're not going to do this and it it really was pretty dramatic and then now the Security Council has just ten minutes ago uh, formulated a resolution that they'll vote on tomorrow that says uh, you. Russia has to get out. Now, it can't pass because Russia has a veto, but it does carry the weight of the world with it, so um, it makes some kind of a point. But, I uh, look, no one's been able to stop them. 
that's the bottom line. And and the new so, sanctions we, that were announced today that that's not going to stop them either. I mean, nothing is going to stop Putin and the Russian Federation from accomplishing their goal. Uh, but again, right? I, I mean, I think you know what was interesting? President Biden himself said that he said. No one today, no one expected sanctions to prevent anything. In other words, just go back for a minute, because you were in the room as the bombs start falling, as the invasion happens. And the Ukrainian ambassador holds his phone and says to the Russian ambassador, you're doing this. You're lying to our face. What was the response of the Russian ambassador? He said, I can't see your phone. What are you talking about? And then uh, he uh, he said, "Please don't interrupt me." And it just it was just back and forth. They didn't know what to do. And yeah. then, of course, the U.S. ambassador spoke again because she had spoken already. But the, Linda Thomas Greenfield said, I, "I have to say more." Russia history will judge you, you know. And then the the Secretary General came out and said more, and he came out today again and said. Putin, you know, go back, stop it. It's bad. It's really bad, but it's not irreversible. And people were just shocked because also no one had yet seen uh, the uh, the casualties. I mean, since then, between, you know, the wee hours of the morning last night and right now, you see people, civilians dying, people in, bomb, in, in fallout shelters in the subway, the mass exodus from Ukraine. I mean, it's just... Amazing, and the and the UN agencies like the World Food Program are really concerned not just about Ukraine but about all of Africa because Ukraine supplies all the wheat, and so they said, "Look, they're going to stay there. The UN is staying in Ukraine, but um, it's it's a very bad situation. I mean, the first targets were." military bases, and then they started hitting a lot of civilians. And the fear right now is that they're heading for Kiev, the capital. And what happens to Zelensky? I mean, are they going to take him out and put their puppet in? I mean, that's the real question. Yeah, they're talking about decapitating the uh, the leadership in Ukraine. Ooh. And and oh. some, Pamela, some have said this, this is a battle between authoritarianism and democracy. And it's interesting to me... Uh, Putin and Xi Jinping met during the Olympics. Uh, we saw them together. Right. And it's interesting to me, the day after the Olympics, the Winter Olympics ended, um, th- th- that's when things began to, to unravel. And my question for you, the Chinese may be also sensing weakness, perhaps weakness on our part, watching this showdown between Russia and Ukraine. And they may be wondering, hey, if the Americans won't defend Kiev, Will they defend Taiwan? Is there concern that there will be ripple effects from this and that this could that this could grow? Or do you think this is a one off once they install their puppet regime in Kiev, they will retreat back into Russia? No, the former. I mean, everyone has uh, can imagine the bubble over Xi Jinping's head, which is, oh, can we do this? I mean, it's, there's no question. Um, and there's today there was a little bit of nervousness because there was strafing by China over Taiwan. So yeah. 
Um, yeah. Everybody's watching this. Um, now, uh, that said, uh, there's no question that Russia is sort of touting China as its new BFF, its best friend. And it, China will certainly help to bail it out of some of these sanctions. In other words, uh, sort of cushion the blow. But on the other hand, at the U.N. Security Council, Xi Jinping himself, the, the ambassador where we were, um, all said, look, we understand what Russia's doing. We see the complications of Ukraine, but the negotiations are the better way because they really don't. I mean, what happens when the U.S. decides sanctions against Russia aren't working, and China's bailing it out. Then the sanctions go against China. And then, by the way, we bite our nose despite our face because we do so much production in China. Right. So, I mean, it, it the whole thing is just a mess. And um, what was interesting today at the White House was what, the, what President Biden didn't put in. In other words, he didn't sanction Putin. That's, they call it the nuclear bomb of sanctions, you know, the nuclear weapon. And... Um, why not? Yeah, I mean, if not now, when? I yeah. mean, you invade a country and you're and you're taking it over in 2022. I mean, this isn't even you know in 2014. The the listeners have to understand this happened before. I mean, the Russians rolled tanks in and took Crimea back, uh, but they got out and nobody expected it, and it wasn't. Uh, it was sort of mixed views in Ukraine. Now. Because they did that, it's it's like 90% because it is a democracy and there is polling uh, that support for going to the West and staying away from Russia. So the Ukrainians have armed themselves. And also, it's going to be sort of similar to a civil war. I mean, you're going to have Ukrainians fighting Ukrainians because right. the Ukrainians have been armed. And two of the provinces that he now has declared in the Donbass um, independent states, Donetsk and Luhansk, is are, um, are, were given citizenship of Russia and Russian army membership potential. So you got, you, know, you got Russian military in Ukraine, you got, uh, or, I mean, within the borders of Ukraine, you have Russian, I mean, you have Ukrainian civilians you know, a, a, a doctor, I mean, someone went and interviewed all these people, one of the correspondents, and, I mean, a doctor, a, a, a dentist assistant, a priest, I mean, they're all, they all got, took their lessons in, in automatic weapons so that they could defend themselves. I mean, what is that going to look like? Mm, so sad. Pam, I know we're almost out of time, but I just want to address what you said before, that uh, our president yeah. did not sanction Putin. Uh, they claim they're sanctioning the Kremlin and they, they will you know, stop their ability to finance the war. But what is the difference between sanctioning Putin and sanctioning the Kremlin? And, and what would that look like if we did, quote, do the nuclear bomb of sanctions against Putin? Well, you know, everyone assumes since Putin's been around for so long that he's put his money, you know, under the mattress or somewhere that no one can get it. But he he would have a very hard time being able to travel, being able to move, being able to access his money. And the other thing they didn't uh, put on the list was this thing called SWIFT, which is a banking cooperative founded in the 1970s. And um, it's headquartered in Belgium and would really 
put a dent. So they're holding back on some of them. And I think part of it is a wait and see. So there's something to put in at the very end. But Ukraine said, why are you waiting? I mean, yesterday at the UN and, and yeah. Zelensky himself said it. Why are you waiting? I mean, put it in now. If you're not going to help us and you're not going to put boots on the ground and no one and, and we're sort of hanging out there, do something. So we'll see. Tomorrow's the, vote, tomorrow's the vote at the U.N., and the Human Rights Council is having a meeting tomorrow morning in Geneva, the U.N. Uh, so, uh, you know, everyone's trying to say at least Putin would be sort of a, Russia would be a pariah state. The other thing he did sanction, one little footnote, is um, the Russian oligarchs. There's a whole list of banks and oligarchs. So, I mean, it, whatever it is, it's our billionaires in the United States is his oligarch money class in communism. And they're yeah. very powerful. And yeah. so, um, and they got a lot of money. And so if you, if you squeeze them, uh, it's, it, they may put pressure on him. Yeah, but not Putin. It's just, just bizarre. CBS Foreign Affairs Analyst Pamela Falk. Pamela, thank you for thank joining you, us and breaking this down. Be safe out there. We'll see. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.